This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Hello, hello, listeners. <coughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Hit that like, punch that subscribe, Um, five stars, give us five stars on iTunes. You really saved me there, Nick. Go on to fucking iTunes now, and I'm I'm not even fucking with you, right? I'm not even fucking around, right? I want you to get off your fucking computer, and I want you to go back onto your computer and get into (laughs) iTunes, and I want you to give us five stars. I'm very quiet in my ears, Natalie. And I want you to, I want you to give us five stars on iTunes. I've, I've, I've Nath- Nathaniel pointed out, um, uh, um, um, what was that? <laughs> Nathaniel pointed out, what, what, what the fuck was that? This is a radio show. Nathaniel pointed out that we normally talk about giving us five stars halfway through the show, long after people have stopped listening. But this week. <laughs> This week, I am absolutely uh, insistent that you stop what you're doing now. We will wait, and you will go away, and you will give us five stars. We're not going to beg, like uh, like pathetic podcasts, but what we will do is we will um, insist. Insist. Five, five stars. No, none of this four-star bullshit like them two cunts. We've got 94 reviews. 92 five-star five reviews, reviews and reviews. two four-star reviews. Unofficial. Mm. Uh, they are official, but we're, we're not counting them as stuff. And I'm not even fucking around. So if um, we've got uh, Cookie coming on later. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Cook. <laughs> Cookie's going to be on in a bit. And uh, I'm happy to waste this first hour just, <laughs> just, for... just uh, because before Christmas I said I would like for my Christmas wish. You did say a hundred five star reviews. Yeah, and uh, so 102 reviews in total. We didn't. We 102 reviews in total. Yeah, right. That's all. Unless we got a couple of five, uh, four star reviews, and then it would just. But I want a hundred five star reviews, yeah. and we didn't even get that. We've now, That's all you asked we've, for. we've now rested, and even from last week, mm. we haven't got a single extra review. It's just 90, 90 So that means we've got the music lined up to play the gallery music, and we've got nothing to... got nothing. We've got no fan mail. Maybe got we should nothing. just play the gallery last music week, until... Last one. week, uh, we got the presents. Oh, yeah. Right? Which were lovely presents, and yeah. two handwritten uh, pieces of actual fan mail. Right, which uh, you know, I mean, I did call them cunts, but in actual fact, when <laughs> after I'd read the fan mail, I realised that you know shouldn't have. But um, you revoke it. I, I, no, I'm, I, I never take back what I say uh, yet. At this point in my career, yet uh, th- there's always like that moment when you think actually. Um, People have stopped coming to see me live. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should probably take back a few of the things I've said about demographics, but actually, <laughs> I'm never going to take back anything for, uh, yet. Um, anyway, Good. so hit that like, punch that subscribe, yeah, and I'm not fucking around. Five stars. I want six five star reviews by the end of this or hour. Five six star reviews. Uh, if if oh five. Or just as many five-star reviews. But if we don't get any, then Cookie is not coming on. 
because uh, I because uh, if, if if we don't get the reviews by the end of the first hour, yeah, I, don't fuck around. Uh, I'm certainly not going to think twice about wasting the second hour. <laughs> Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Yeah, we're back. Hello, um, my name's Nick Helm, and this is Nathaniel Metcalf, and you're listening to Fan. Club. Yes, yeah. we found uh, it. This is Nick Hellman, Nathaniel Metcalf Fan, fan club. club. First rule of fan club is uh, tell, your friends. T- tell your friends about fan club. Uh, clearly, um, uh, second uh, rule of fan club is uh, for love, God. Please, Please tell, tell your friends. Uh, and this week we're sponsored by Lilt, aren't we? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> fucking not. hell. Um, uh, I saw that there was Levi Roots. Uh, what's this thing? What's this thing? What's the drink? Um, if those of you that listen every week, uh, uh, last week, last week we were in ni- we're nicer, nicer, we, nicer, nicer. Uh, let's call the thing So nicer, 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 nicer. Did you remember that Kenny Everett? Did you ever watch Kenny Everett yeah, when you were yeah. growing up? Oh man, he was. Uh, you say potato, I say potato. You <laughs> say tomato. I say tomato, potato, potato, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing. <laughs> it was so funny. I cried. Um, uh, so, but I was going through emotional things as well at the time. Um, so um, keep it light. So, um, so Lilt. Mm-hmm. We were nicer and we, uh, we were talking about it. And uh, I saw Levi and I would normally go in and get Pepsi Max cherry. cherry yeah. In the old days, I haven't done that. Have you had Pepsi Max ginger yet? It's disgusting. I've not had it. Not even seen it for it's, sale. It's not gingery enough, I don't think, to warrant it being. It's like an aftertaste. Mm. With cherry, it's unmistakably cherry, but with ginger, it's a bit like. But then also, all of them fucking uh, Diet Coke monstrosities. Mango. Diet uh, Coke mango. Fuck off. Diet Coke lime. Actually, that's not bad. <laughs> well, no. <clears throat> no. Diet I Coke think lime. I don't mind a mango one. I think I'm, I think I'm quite partial to it. You're listening to Nick Helm's fan club. Get him out. Um, so, <laughs> so um, th- I like uh, big butts, and I cannot like. I like. Uh, I like um, uh, diet coke lime. Yeah. I like. No, I don't. Diet coke lime is disgusting. But what I like is diet coke with lime. So, uh, so is it two different things? Well, when I worked in... Well, yeah, because you put... Oh, you mean the actual bit of lime in it? You put a bit of lime sure, in sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, you sound like me now. Sure, 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 sure. So what I used to do, I used to work in a pub, and I used to... Uh, my favourite Coca-Cola is um, uh, post-mix, mm-hmm. where you do it out of the pump. Mm-hmm. The syrup. The syrup with fizzy water. and what? Fizzy water. Fizzy water. <laughs> oh, play with your toys, Sarah. Forget about the babe. <laughs> Labyrinth. Um, so, uh, what would, uh, so what I would do, if you pushed the trigger lightly, mm-hmm. uh, the syrup would come out without the water. No. Oh, what a lovely trick. So I would put double the syrup in. Lovely stuff. Uh, and uh, now I've got type 2 diabetes. <laughs> no. I do that with double concentrate. 
uh, squashing things. If I had a soda stream, forget oh. about it. There wouldn't be any water. No. <laughs> It'd be I'd, be I'd be doing home measures like yeah. <laughs> like what I do with when I when I mix myself with an alcoholic oh. drink. It'd be home measures. It'd be like a splash of whatever, uh, you know, water or um, uh, Pepsi, Pepsi Cola. Uh, but mainly, it would be like a, a spirit of uh, vodka or whiskey, or something like that. Do you reckon we could get on nicer radio? Because they do have their own. They do have their own radio. We talk uh, about nicer a lot. Anyway, so back to the story. Uh, we were in, in there. We're in nicer again. And I normally Basically. would get a Pepsi Max cherry. cherry. Yeah. Uh, but I say that, but like I haven't done that in like six, seven months. No. And Classic fan club. Uh, if you and go era. back and listen to the early days, yeah. I used to drink it. I used to have two. Yeah. Two per hour. But, uh, no, There's fans of fan club that when we mention it now, cheer, because it's like a throwback. So. Oh, mate, in the street, hmm. people... Pepsi Max Cherry! Pepsi Max Cherry! People, what they do is they get a bottle of Pepsi Max Cherry, <laughs> they take the lid off, yeah. they, pr- they, they, they uh, place their thumb over the uh, opening, hmm. shake with all their might, yeah. and unleash it yeah. all over me. And uh, if I'm very lucky, and I hold my mouth open long enough, I get just enough Pepsi Max cherry yeah. in my mouth just to give me that hit. But I am drenched. <laughs> That's fan club. Sometimes people throw like a glass bottle of me. It's not. It's it's just a bottle of Coke. But they probably couldn't get the the cherry one. But you sort of. I get what it is. They're fans. What's the worst gone. thing that's been thrown at you in real life? Uh, I did a gig once, and uh, I, there was where people were throwing glass bottles. <laughs> And <laughs> at a festival <coughs> where we were, Which festival we were stitched was it? up. It was one uh, that uh, James Acaster chronicles in his in his book, which is a, a festival gig called did, Fellfoot Sound. Chris Boyd. He talks David about it, uh, your, uh, your ten year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, gig. that one. They were throwing glass bottles at us. <laughs> but actually, weirdly... But at you? I mean, I, th- I think they were designed to miss. They but I think they were all like... <coughs> I mean, it was that kind of... But uh, you weirdly created a real sense of... Uh, Camaraderie. Yeah, between us, because we were like... I bet that was an amazing gig. Yeah, I, I, like, be, like it's, they go, oh, that was the worst gig we've ever done. And I was going, I actually had a... In some ways, I've had much worse gigs than that, where I've just left on my own. <laughs> Whereas there, it's just like there's a real sense of we hate you and you hate us. I would take I would take a moment like that that's like defines your life. Yeah, that's a moment where you look over at your friends and you go, "We just lived through something, something over absolutely smashing it and then getting on the train by myself. Yeah, and travelling home to an empty flat. You know, like when you um, when you uh, I say headline, but when you close a gig, mm-hmm. when you're last on and the other acts have kind of seen you. And they're like, oh, do, do you mind? I'm going to go. And you go, no, that's fine. I wouldn't expect you to wait for me. We're in, we're in Dorset. Why, why would you wait? And then it. they leave and they don't watch you. And so it's basically you. It, uh, close I mean, I'll it. probably be getting the next train in like half an hour anyway. So. <coughs> okay, no, I'm only doing 20. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you've been handed the keys to the club and you've got to lock up. <laughs> and you're like, okay, right, oh, I'll, I'll close up shop tonight. And then you do it, and then you trudge all the way to the get the train, and then you get on the train by yourself, and you go back to your flat, and you go to bed, and there's no adrenaline anymore. You go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you think, well, I made 20 quid. <laughs> I would take getting glass bottles thrown at me with James Acaster and Ed Gamble over that, 
that you remember forever. Your 10-year anniversary gig <clears throat> that we did at MacFest. Yeah. That was a great gig because I did that material for the first time, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realised, uh, so I did, uh, for the first time in 10 years, I did my I did my set from 10 years uh, from... Uh, from I did the set that I was doing 10 years ago. Yeah. And loads of it worked really well. Yeah. And so... Because you're just much better now, right, as well. But also I remember you doing that, that material at the time and it just being, like, almost being disgusted by it, like going, oh, uh, it makes it made you feel a bit ill. But then I realised that actually I didn't mind that. No. At first, it was it, I, so anyone that saw me do my um, my last tour, which was in not last year, it was 2017. Fucking hell, we're all dying. <laughs> Keep it light. <laughs> um, anyone that saw me do my last tour, uh, the, the wanking story uh, that I did about uh, my frenulum being snapped. Um, that was my first bit of material that I ever did. <laughs> I told I, I did a one day comedy course. Um, <clears throat> I did a one day comedy course, and in the morning they taught you how to hold a microphone. Then we had homemade sandwiches, and then in the afternoon uh, we all took it in turns. There was probably about fifteen of us to tell a story that we wouldn't tell our mum, and that was my story. And out of everyone on the course, I was the, uh, the I was the only one that he said, "Oh, you could just do that in a club." And so I took him at his word. And, <laughs> and eight months eight months later, I, I phoned up uh, downstairs at the King's Head, and eight months later, I did um, I, I did that on stage, and it got such a huge reaction. So I did it for about six months, I think, before I realised that the reaction wasn't laughter. <laughs> the reaction was people squirming in disgust. When we did it, uh, so and then uh, so I didn't do it, and I didn't do it for like maybe ten years until I did your gig, mm. and I told the story again. And obviously, I'd, 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 over the years, I'd improved as a comedian, and it was just it was funny and disgusting. Mm. And, uh, and then I used that as the basis of my new show. Mm. It's bold, I think, <coughs> is what it is. So I think in your own show, you can get away with being bold. Whereas I think if you're doing five minutes, it's almost... People will either go, that's bold, or they'll go, oh, you're not supposed to be doing this, you're only got five minutes. Sorry. But people don't also warm to you. Yes, yes. So I think I've got the benefit of having people in the audience that uh, know me or like me, and um, but never both. <laughs> and um, uh, you can kind of get away with doing that but um, fucking hell um, so when we were doing it I think the first gig was in Birmingham was it um, and um, with David Trent and when I did the tour the first gig on the tour and uh, uh, people fainted there was like uh, I was I, I did a poem directly afterwards, <clears throat> and uh, I'm not going to do the material on the radio because you've got to fucking pay for that. But um, <laughs> but uh, I did I did this like twenty minute wanking story, <laughs> and um, which ended with a loss of blood, and <laughs> um, and then I'd go into a poem, and when I was doing the poem, the lights came up. And people are going, he's, he's collapsed, he's collapsed. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, and it's weird because you know, I'm on stage with a microphone and I've obviously got to keep it funny and keep it rolling. But then it's just like, I, maybe he's died. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, and I didn't relate it to the story at that point. Mm. And um, 
and so the lights all came up and then uh, people were like, he's fainted, he's fainted. And then the ushers came in and they ran on into the auditorium uh, and I could see this guy had collapsed in the in the audience and I was like, oh, fucking hell. The, the, not St. John's Ambulance, but like the attendants rushed in to help and they ran to a completely different part of the auditorium. And I was like, he's over there. And it turned out that another guy had fainted on the other side of it. Like, it was, it was the first night of the tour, two random people fainted in the fucking audience. They got they got dragged out of the show. Um, one guy returned, and the other guy used that as his exit. And I do suspect that... You saw the first one, went, hello. Yeah, I do that. suspect that uh, <laughs> the guy wasn't enjoying the show, and he saw someone else fainted, and he used that as his exit. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, but then when we did the tour, people were fainting all the time, and then even to the point that, that I forgot about it. Um, and then I did MacFest last year, uh, and um, and I did it at the Tabernacle, and I'd forgotten all about that, like that occurrence. Like I think about it, it was under twenty, but it was over. It was probably about uh, thirteen, fourteen. Considering we did thirty, thirty-five dates, yeah, but half the dates. Had fainting. Had people, had, and it was men. It was always men. Men fainted. Well, I think um, it has that thing where you go, Ugh. but like they fainted, and yeah. they were they were so. I th- I guess it was hot by that point. It was quite late in the show. It was quite a long show, and um, fucking hell. So we did it at the Tabernacle, and the guy fainted, and it took fucking the staff like what ten minutes to get him out, and the whole time you're on stage going, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing at this point. I can't carry on with the show because there's a guy with health problems. It was amazing. Ah, and do you know what? It's one of my proudest things that <laughs> yes. I made. So that's it, yeah. I just, it's the sort of thing that you would report about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you'd go like, oh God, fucking, it's so hardcore. I think when they did the Evil Dead remake, they were like saying, it's so hardcore, people are fainting in the audience and having to be dragged out. And you go, I did a stand-up show. That was so hardcore <laughs> that people fainted and had to be dragged out. I was so I'm so proud of that. Put that on the fucking posters. Do you remember the time, the place with John Stapleton? It was on ITV, and it was like a, was it a, like Pebble Mill? No, it was more like sort of Kilroy mm. or like a sort of talk show like that about sort of the news. So now it would be in so John to, Stapleton is. I would say, if you put him in the cement mixer with, you know, like all the others, he's one of the Alan Partridge. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, the time the place started, it was a live show. It used to be on about 10 o'clock, I guess, on weekdays. I remember it, yeah. And uh, <coughs> it was almost sort of introducing whatever the subject was. And quite clearly in the background, you could see someone having a heart attack. In your- <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I've well. looked it up. I've looked, I can't find it anywhere. But it was one of those things where he's talking and it felt like you're sort of shouting at the telly, like, look, look behind you, there's a guy quite physically having a heart attack he's just obviously in and then he sort of then they obviously realise someone and then it all goes dark for a bit it's like and the time the place will return in a few moments <laughs> then they had to come back on air and actually just go yeah that guy had a heart attack and we've taken him out but now we're just going to carry on with the show as planned was he dead? no no I think he got taken to hospital though but it was just that weird thing where you could see it but you couldn't he's talking to you through the TV and in the background you can see someone Having a hell of a time in the audience. <laughs> well, never forget it. Never Fucking forget hell. it. Fucking hell. Um, but it, it, you but can't it find happen. it on YouTube. No. no. It's been a while since I looked, though. I've done that classic thing where um, I've asked for a, a, a cup of uh, herbal tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, chamomile. It's, uh, they, they rustled through all of the drawers and they've managed to find me a chamomile tea. Um, 
and uh, I've done that classic thing of let it go cold enough that you can drink it quite easily without yeah. just like taking sips. So when you were talking, I've just downed a mug of chamomile tea. <laughs> I've just downed, be asleep, uh, downed a lukewarm mug <laughs> of chamomile tea. <laughs> Why would you drink that much tea? With chamomile tea in one go. Um, the time to play. Anyway, so we're in Nisa. We're in Nisa. Yeah, we're in Nisa. And, uh, that's fan club. Um, and um, uh, we're in Nisa. And um, oh, fucking, it's, we've done 20 minutes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we're in Nisa, Nisa. And uh, um, oh, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Levi, anyway, so I normally would get a Pepsi Max chair. I say normally, not for like seven months. And, um, and I, uh, I get my fizzy water. And then we, we look at the thing. And I see that they've got Levi Roots, Caribbean Crush. And you say... I said, oh, it's, it was just the same as Lilt. And then we look, and they don't have Lilt mm. on the shelves. And I just want to know, uh, I'd like you all to f- phone in. Yeah, phone in. And, um, so they own the time and the place. I'd like still phone in. And I'd like to find out, and it, they still make Lilt, but I'd like to know the last time you saw Lilt in a shop. Uh, now, is it just me, or wasn't there... There's obviously the classic Lilt, mm-hmm. which has got... <clears throat> um, uh, yellow fruit, mm-hmm. yellow and green fruit on yeah. the, on the thing, but I think that the overall image is red, uh, is blue. Oh, uh, so so you've got it's a white can, yeah, yellow and green, green fruit, yeah. and then there's kind of like a, a circle of blue. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Is there a version of Lilt that's red? I guess maybe I'm getting it confused with Bounty. Because there's obviously there's the blue bounty and then there's the dark chocolate red bounty. Mm. Isn't there a red lilt? Isn't there like a red equivalent of lilt? A different, a different lilt. Uh, let us know. Punch that like, hit that subscribe, five stars, and uh, let us know where you stand on lilt. Um, <laughs> so uh, you but, don't like a blue bounty, though, do you? Don't like bounty. Oh, I like a blue bat. Don't like the red one. I like the blue. Um, I, if if I'm forced to at the end of Christmas, you know, and I've got the bends, mm. I will eat all the bounties. But the, 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 I would, I'd rather not. I'd be happy if they didn't include the bounties. Um, it's the texture that I don't like. Okay, I'm not averse to coconut, but uh, it's the texture of bounties that I actually despise with a passion. Caribbean Levi Roots Caribbean Crush. Put some music in your glass. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Caribbean Crush with grapefruit, mango, and juicy pineapple. That's now right. it should be just pineapple because it's a it's a juice. juice yeah. It is already juice. It should be juicy grapefruit, juicy mango, and juicy pineapple. It shouldn't just be grapefruit, mango, and orange juicy juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. It's just like you go. Why is it juicy pineapple? Why 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 is pineapple the only juicy one? It's like um, powdered grapefruit, (laughs) (laughs) solid mango, (laughs) juicy pineapple there, guys. Anyway, I'm going to give you my... On the air, first opinion. My review of Levi Roots... um, Caribbean Caribbean Crush. Or Caribbean. Caribbean Crush. Great noise. Fucking hell, it's delicious. Is it? It's nicer than milk. Can I have a bit? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck, you've got to kill me for it. Okay. You can try it. There you go, mate. On air. On air, what do you think? 
It's only a pound. I like it. It's like it's like lilt, but more refreshing. It's. Uh, do you know what? I it's think a less sugary lilt. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's the fucking juicy pineapple. <laughs> I love juicy pineapple. Lilt actually. doesn't have mango in it. <clears throat> no. It's grapefruit, pineapple, and what? Is that it? Pineapple and grapefruit, lilt. Would you drink lilt and Malibu? Uh, is no, that, that'd be, is that too <laughs> too tropical? Is that too it's totally tropical. tropical. And it's fucking tropical. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking tropical. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> it's totally tropical. It's too fucking tropical. You have a bounty floating in top. There you go. There we go. Totally T- tropical. Tropical lilt. Oh, mango, mango and mandarin. mandarin. I knew there was another lilt. <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's a good time to be alive. It is. 2019. How's your 2019 going, listeners? Mine is going pretty well. What happened as we were leaving Nicer, Nisa? Anyway, so we went to Nisa, Nisa, and uh, got this. uh, And basically, I got the Levi Roots Caribbean crush. Uh, to boost my thing, because I knew I'd be paying with card, and I was worried that there'd be a, a minimum spend. Mm-hmm. I do <laughs> suspect that the minimum spend isn't £2.26. £2.26. Can I pay my card? <laughs> <laughs> It's £1.26. It's £1.26. And then it's like, do you know what? I'm going to make this look like a bit more of a shop. I'm doing my I'm doing my weekly shop here. Is that all? Just the water? No. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> do you know what, How much though? is that totally tropical drink? I can't, I can't afford to go on holiday this year, but uh, my taste buds can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Levi Roots yeah. Caribbean crush absolutely he's delicious. been in Fubar and he Levi Roots Levi he's been Roots there. when we started oh, yeah. when we started doing the show we said what what sort of guests are we going to get and <laughs> Natalie said uh, do you know what we can definitely get Levi Roots and uh, he's still yet to make an appearance but we're drinking his drink it's absolutely fucking delicious he's made an appearance in a way Yes, he's, well, this is the show. It's uh, it's only only a quid, and uh, tell you what, I've been a fan of uh, this week, and nothing uh, up until ten ten minutes ago, five five seconds ago, when I drank some Caribbean Crush. It's, it's not only a quid; it's definitely a quid because it's not just it's part of the actual label. It's not like the shop have gone; that's a quid. It's like Levi Roots has gone; it's a quid. <sighs> my story started humble. Oh, fucking hell, there's a fucking story on the back the of it. The story of Levi Roots. Fucking hell. The fable. This is the sort of thing where you drink, uh, you, you've got a hangover and you have to get on a bus. <laughs> you mm. stop off at the shop, you get a Levi Roots thing and you take a sip of it and you go, fucking hell, I feel fucking awful. Is it is it Innocent Smoothies that have a thing like, here's our kind of... Here's our statement. Here's our, uh, like, wh- who we are. And you go, I don't care. Get a fuck off. <laughs> the, only, the only time that that's useful is if I'm on the toilet and, uh, I, need drinking and I, need something, I need something to read and I find an innocent smoothie bottle in the bin and I think that'll do. <laughs> My story started from humble beginnings in a tiny village in Jamaica called... 
content <laughs> where my grandmother taught me the art of mixing Caribbean flavours and where I first discovered my love of reggae music. Are you doing the audiobook for Levi Rootsy's autobiography? Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm not going to read it first. I'm just going to fumble my way through it and then just release it. Go yeah. on. Join me on my journey and put some music... Go on. And put some music in your glass. More oh, love. Music. Levi Roots. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's lovely. I think more things... Do you know what I mean? More love. Um, Coca-Cola can't do that because it's a whole corporation of people that are doing it. They're not all going to have a story. This is Levi Roots by himself. My story started when I drank a lilt and I thought, I'll just put some mango in that. <laughs> One pound. <laughs> anyway, I know. I know it's, it's delicious. It's, it's absolutely. Lovely. I love it. Um, uh, uh, when we got to the till, <laughs> yeah, yes. The woman it's at the same one from last week. Same one from last same week. Same woman from last week. And when we got to the, what did she say? She said, "Oh, here they are again. The granddads." <laughs> Uh, uh, we're going to stop going in. Yeah, we can't go in anymore. Stop. I shop at that place all the time because it's over the road from the station. Uh, sometimes it's twenty-four hours. Sometimes, uh, yeah. When I go, it's a long trip for me to get some. Uh, live just around the corner. Roots. Live just around the corner. When I want some leave, I'm just around the corner, but it's slightly, slightly further away for you. It's slightly further right? away, which it's is annoying when I need to do really basic shops. I have to go past loads of others. Yeah, just to get. Um, but for me, it's just just quite actually convenient. It's twenty-four hours. Uh, some uh, Sainsbury's closes at eleven, and uh, Tesco's is too far in the opposite direction it's not that far in the opposite direction but it's too far what's the point isn't it what's the point what's the point in travelling a little bit further when Nisa is Nicer. just there I've never been called Grandad by myself why don't the advert could together. be Nisa it's just nicer that'd be good wouldn't it a good slogan from do you remember last week when I said I was in Sainsbury's and I looked over the road and I thought I want to be in there and I thought and I said the shops are always Nisa on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It's the same joke now. You can't just recycle it's my not, material. It's not the same joke. It's, uh, you can't take something I not... said last week and then repackage it as your own. It's not the same. It's got, <sighs> yours is about. It's a different pun on Nisa. I don't think there's a lot you could do with Nisa and Nisa to be honest. But I think we've done a good job. I think we've done half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're a professional comedian that is on stage doing jokes about Nisa and Nisa, <laughs> I think um, you've come to the end of your journey. Uh, I think you might be right, yeah. So I'm going to, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, it's half past. We've done half an hour so far. Yet to talk about anything of very value or merit. I think it's been a good one. Give us five stars. Um, yeah, this is This is like stars. a telethon. It's yeah. just like we're going to keep going until we get all the five stars. Um, uh, Natalie, have we had any five star reviews? Natalie, um, how many people actually listen to our show? I'd just like to know. Five. Five. That makes sense, actually, given the Twitter activity. Uh, Natalie's there talking away uh, as if. Don't you don't know. know how many people... Just say that, then! We've been asking for fucking eight months how many people listen to our show, and this is the first time you've actually just turned around and said, I don't know. Just fucking... That's fine. Just say you don't know, right? Stop pretending like you've got some information. You go, I'll, I'll just check the numbers and, 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 and spend so long thinking about it that, you know, we give up. Hannah Bowman, who used to, who used to work for us, uh, used to be uh, our servant, <laughs> um, and a moment used to work for us. She used to provide you with fruity um, teas. 
I've never heard of this product. Maybe just because I don't get any references in fan club. Or maybe the issue. Yeah. Or maybe because we don't have it in Australia. We miss you, Anna. We will never know. Oh. Uh, she did uh, Oz... Uh, spelt it A-U-S and then dot dot is that meant to be like a dot 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 or is that I think it's a dot 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 Morse code or maybe because she's um, shortened Australia by Oz oh and she's just and she's put a dot and then she's also put a full stop at the end could be uh, in 1996, Chris Morris appeared on the Time, the Place, posting as Hannah. Oh, sorry, this isn't Hannah. This isn't Hannah anymore. This is. I thought that's a bit. That's a bit niche for Hannah. In 1996, Chris Morris appeared on the Time, the Place, posing as academic Thurston Lowe in a discussion entitled "Are British Men Lousy Lovers?" Oh. I wonder if that's online. It's funny. Might, um, might I, I've forgotten how to use the thing. Oh, no, I haven't. All right, we're going to play a song, I no, guess. No, I haven't. <laughs> we're playing a song. What do we normally do during the song? Have a chat. Is that all? Keep chatting. Oh, there he is. Oh, yes. Oh, fucking hell. Chris Morris. Oh, I love Chris Morris. Do you? I love him. I love him. Very excited about his new film. He's got a new film coming out. Has he? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I know very little about it, other than it's a new, a new movie. I almost can't be bothered to play a song today. Don't have to. Keep going. Um, w- w- weirdly, they've announced Ghostbusters 3, haven't they? Yes. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I find the whole Ghostbusters thing weird anyway. How Why? They, well, just this sort of weird sort of, this, this is out, this one's out, we've ignored that one, but it came out two years ago or whatever. I find it like... Whoa. But they're going like Ghostbusters 3, but they haven't announced the cast, and it's just kind of like, the only reason why anyone wanted a Ghostbusters 3 was when uh, Harold Ramos was still alive. Mm. Um... But also, it's just sort of like I think that they had their moment, they had their opportunity to do it. They didn't do it, and now everyone's moved on, haven't they? But Jason Reitman as well. He's done. He does much <coughs> uh, like sort of quite quite different tonal movies than the Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's different from his dad. Well. Like so Ivan Reitman made Stripes and then Ghostbusters, and you go, yeah, fine. I think it's that thing again, like we were talking about. I know you saw the Predator this week, and it feels like that thing where they've gone, let's get the guy who was in Predator to write and direct it, mm. but maybe he isn't the most obvious person to do that kind of film. I think. Ivan Reitman is a weird choice but then I heard so much shit about the way Ivan Reitman was treated uh, about the Ghostbusters 3 the production of Ghostbusters 3 Ivan Reitman was treated really really badly when they made that like they'd they'd have parties to launch Ghostbusters and uh, they said we're having a party but don't invite Ivan Reitman And and, and they didn't invite him to them and then it was just all the new guys I think the problem with the new Ghostbusters was just that it wasn't very good. And also I just, I, and I felt the whole thing was a bit weird, which was, you know, are we going to make it, but we're going to make it... Which, um, with uh, It's not the fact that there were women in it, it's the fact that it was like they went out of their way to go, we're going to do the opposite. You know, it was it had men in it, now it's just going to have women. And then you go, it, it did have men in it, but it also had... Four of the three, two of the biggest comedians on the planet, one of the guys that wrote it, and then it was going to have Eddie Murphy in it, and then they put um, uh, Ernie Hudson in it instead because Eddie Murphy didn't do it. So it's going to have like all of the big, the big Saturday Night Live comedians in it. And, um, and so it's kind of like through circumstance that it had those people in. I just think that if you want to do um, a feminist Ghostbusters, 
then you just put women in it. You don't just like go, we're going to do Ghostbusters, but it's just going to have women in it. I think you just like include women, hmm. don't you? Where everyone's equal. Isn't that, yeah. the po- isn't that the point? Well, I guess, I guess the thing was, it was just, it was, wasn't it? I imagine the, the thing, thinking about it was only as much as we'll get the director of Bridesmaids and we'll get some of the people from Bridesmaids to do. And I think and actually. Just stick that in Ghostbusters. Having right? said that out loud, I think that actually what it is is that they got some of the biggest comedians on the planet from today. Yeah. You have Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wiig. And. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like almost the, the reverse of that. But it just felt like this... And, but then also that became the only thing that anyone was allowed to talk about with that and nobody discussed the actual quality of the film. Yeah. It's probably better than Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, I mean, as, as I've said before, like I last time I watched the original Ghostbusters, I was, I was a <coughs> bit kind of lukewarm on it. And I, but that's uh, that's a more of a personal thing. I love Ghostbusters. One of the things I love most about Ghostbusters, though, is the real Ghostbusters cartoon series. I grew up watching that. Just you know, every week. I think the original film is brilliant. I love the original film. It's brilliant. Uh, Bill Murray is great in it. Okay, you watch it in today's uh, context, and he's sex besty, and it's Mm. a bit sort of weird. Sigourney Weaver's fantastic in it. Um, and uh, you know, going back and watching Alien after you've grown up watching Ghostbusters is kind of like, oh wow, she did all this other stuff. Uh, I've watched Working Girl the other week. Sigourney Weaver is absolutely incredible in Working Girl. She's such a dick. And um, uh, yeah, I just you know, amazing cast. Um, fucking uh, Rick Moranis is in it. Yeah. he's amazing. I love the original Ghostbusters, but I would have to say. Um, fa- you know, I've said it before. But like my favourite Bill Murray film is um, Groundhog Day, but I'm a romantic at heart. Where I rewatched Sleeps in Seattle recently, and you just go, this for me is one of the all-time best films. Oh. Sleeps in Seattle, Pretty Woman, Dirty Dancing. If there was sort of like one of them, um, is it, uh, three films on one disc, oh, films, yeah, yeah. I would go, yeah, uh, uh, not Ghost. I don't think Ghost is very good. Um, it's a weird thriller that's got an element of romance in it. But it's kind of... I, I, re, I watched it after Patrick Swayze died. I had a bit of a Patrick Swayze marathon. We are talking about... Well, before the show, we are talking about Stan Ali, which I saw, and I was thinking, what well, that's what that's like. It's basically a romantic comedy about two friends, and it's mm-hmm. just got that thing about... It's like they sort of fall out for a bit, and then they get back together again. I really liked Stan and Ali. Hmm. Um... Yes, but um, yes. But I, I do think that's what it is. It's but I not... have complicated f- 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 feelings about it. But, but I think there's something really nice about that as a thing, and also I think it's really refreshing to see a film now that's about comedians, and it's not concerned with going. But in real life, they were horrible. It's basically like there's two guys who are like nice people <laughs> in the world who are and like each other or love each other, but they've got this sort of quite complicated relationship. The stakes were yeah, quite complicated, but not that complicated. And the stakes were never no, they were never like uh, that high. Do you know what I mean? It no, was just kind it, of like 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 the big dramatic bit yeah. is they have a falling out for uh, about forty eight hours for about yeah, <laughs> and then they're, then they're best mates again, yeah. and uh, like they're best mates and they have a minor dispute, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> they wake up in the morning and they go sorry about that, <laughs> and that's like that's like the thing, and you go oh yeah, that is really sweet. I, Although I guess it's built on this thing that had happened 17 years ago, which I think is more like 
friendships that fall apart is there's this little kind of rift that's always existed you never they don't acknowledge it they don't acknowledge that they feel there's some that, sort of betrayal that's what happens with family yeah yeah and then you and then and then you have an argument and something from 20 years ago comes up and you're yeah. just like I don't remember haven't this. you got over that and you're just like you never apologised <laughs> but it is give me it? some closure and I think it's really lovely that kind of I really like those sort of um, friendshipy films I think they're really nice yeah, I suppose it, um, when I watch them, it gives me an idea of what it's like to have friends. <laughs> um, the main characters in the New Ghostbusters are teens. Yeah, but they, they, are they going to get? Um, are they going to get um, Bill Murray back? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll do it, won't they? If they can. So again, doesn't say. They'll ask him. He'll say no. I mean, that means they've got to get like a teenager who's meant to be like a, a sort of young Peter Venkman type. Or they'll do it, like, it just feels a bit like... Oh. The whole thing is really weird. With Ernie Hudson on New Ghostbusters movie, uh, everybody's in. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Uh, brilliant. Uh, do you know what? Ernie Hudson is a better source of information than Dan Aykroyd, who fucking hell, just don't believe a single he's <laughs> word. I mean, he... Ah, oh, Dan Aykroyd. I have very complicated feelings about Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is reportedly the driving force behind the new movie. Of course he fucking is, who completed a script treatment. Of course he did. But he did that in 1990. He's been doing... <laughs> the thing is that Bill Murray... Um, Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis did Stripes together... And then Bill Murray was, it was, I mean, fucking Ghostbusters was written for Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, I guess Harold, Dan Aykroyd basically wrote a um, a, a phone book size script. It was like 200 pages or something, wasn't it? Or it was, no, that. bigger than that. It was a huge script. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and it was like, I've done this script and, it, and people were like, that's not a script that's just absolutely fucking ridiculous so Harold Ramis got brought in to edit it down and actually make some sense out of it so that's how their relationship sort of started and um, I think the original Ghostbusters is sort of like the original Anchorman where the film came together and they filmed a lot of stuff like they do montage sequences and I get the feeling that the montage sequences came about not because they written, wrote in the script we've got a montage sequence to do it was just the fact that they had so much leftover footage yeah. so they were just like we'll do a montage sequence because um, you, you watch the special features they didn't know what the film was when they were making Ghostbusters the special features there was like Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray were playing homeless people in Central Park like as separate characters, he was basically doing. Uh, Bill Murray was basically doing his character out of Caddyshack, and they were separate characters in Central Park. And then they were just like, I guess they got in the edit and said, actually, it's not that sort of film where you can play multiple characters, so we'll cut that out. And, and were then, they commenting on the action? Is it? Yeah, they, I think it was when I think it was when the dog is sort of like running. Uh, okay. You know, when um, Lewis Tully is getting chased by the by the dog. Uh, it's not a dog. What is it? Like a hell based thing a hellhound hellhound and um and, and and they cut all that out and you go okay right so in the edit they put that together so with anchorman 1 they had so much leftover footage that they just uh made another film out of it they mm. made one it was like uh anchorman 0.5 oh yeah yeah and um and then when you get to doing ghostbusters 2 everyone comes back with their egos and um, you get, uh, uh, and I think the problem with Ghostbusters 2 is the fact that they wrote a script, and what you see 
is almost exactly what they filmed where they knew what the tone was so they didn't have to do experiment loads and then and then what they put together there's one scene that is cut which was uh when uh ray is looking at the painting originally he gets possessed by vigo and then later on uh there and, and it was in the ghostbusters uh comic book ghostbusters 2 comic book which was um done in the style of the real ghostbusters yeah, yeah. and um <clears throat> Ray gets possessed basically by Vigo. And then, and you know, at the end of the film, he turns around and he is Vigo. And they have to douse him in the goo, in the, in the uh, slime. And, um, uh, and you go, where, where's that come from? And what it came from was that he gets possessed at the beginning and then halfway through the film he's driving Ecto-1 and he's basically going to kill them all. And they have to, like, uh, I think Winston punches him out and then... They go, what's wrong with it? And then, and then at the end, he's like fully possessed, and that was like a subplot. And also, um, in this, actually, that's not what I'm talking is actually, but because there was a whole Eugene Levy subplot. Uh, Rick Moranis came along and he said, "I'll do it, but I need to be as an equal part." So they filmed the whole subplot with Eugene Levy, where Eugene Levy played his uh, cousin, and uh, I think they knew they were going to cut it, but they were just doing it to basically please, so yeah. And uh, and and that's complete. There's like a couple of photos online of like uh, Eugene Levy and Rick Moranis on set of Ghostbusters too. And are they mates then? Or are they like? Well, he... Eugene Levy's part of that wheelhouse, isn't he? Yeah. Where he, I mean, he was in Splash with John Candy, and John yeah, Candy yeah, was yeah. in kind of like Stripes, and you know. Um, um, so yeah, I guess he was like part of all of that lot, and uh, you know, he was in. Both of the Father of the Bride films as different characters. And then he was in all of the American Pie films, which has nothing to do with anything. But um, <laughs> but um, he was... Uh, so, so, there was a, so I guess they filmed more, but you get the feeling that they kind of were just like, like, this is the film, this is the tone, we know what we're doing. And then when there's a montage sequence in Ghostbusters 2 where they're driving really fast through the town, and uh, through the town, which is New York, and uh, <laughs> there's a bit when Bill Murray looks out the back window and then he turns around and he sort of like goes, whew, like that. And um, that's all from the sequence where Ray is uh, possessed. But they just, I, I, for some reason, they cut it out. But it, it, it would have only added a couple of minutes, I think, and it would make a lot more sense out of the ending of the film. But anyway, so when you look at <clears throat> when you look at uh, Anchorman Two, you just go. I mean, it's uh, Anchorman's a bit like previews. Where you try loads and loads and loads of jokes, and then in the edit they were just like, "Well, that one works and that one doesn't." With Anchorman Two, it was just like, um, you know, Steve Carell is now second billing because he's really huge and he's done The Office and all yeah. of that. And you go, "Well, no, but Brick isn't like a main part. Don't give him, don't give him all of that. He's the supporting character. You know, don't give him the weight of a storyline because he's the supporting character." Um, and so. You get the feeling with Anchorman 2 that they filmed exactly what they had time for. You they know, probably it, all filmed it at different times when they were free. All different times. They gave him a subplot. They gave Steve Carell a subplot, a romantic subplot as well, where you just go, no, he, he, no that character can't support that subplot. Uh, and then at the end, when all of the guest stars come along with Will Smith and, and stuff like that, you go, everyone filmed on a separate day. Um, Harrison Ford's in it, isn't he? Yeah, I think he Fucking is. hell. It's such a fucking awful film. There's Anchorman 2 is terrible, but it's just, it's basically they didn't make it in the edit. They basically wrote it 
and then they were just like, this is all we can, you know, yeah. you're free. It was like a scheduling exercise where yeah. they were just like, right, you're free, you're free, you're free then. Right, we'll film you that day and then we'll put it all together. And, yeah, and then it was all they, it's all they basically put together. Um, uh, I'm going to play a song. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, there's basically a countdown. Uh, that was a really long song, and I'm really uh, I wasn't expecting it to be as long as that. Um, sometimes um, there's a there's a countdown on it, and sometimes it says oh, it counts down to zero when you play a song, and then the song still plays when it gets to zero, so it starts counting up again, and it's like why why did you do it like that? That's what weird. song was that? That was the Ballad of Dwight Fry by Alice yeah. Cooper. And so when he goes, I gotta get out of here, they couldn't get the sound right. So what they did was they buried him under a bunch of fold-up chairs. Okay. And Is it about Dwight Fry, the song? Is there a song about him? Yeah. Okay, Dwight cool. Fry was a uh, silent movie actor. Um, he played the original... Frankenstein. Uh, was he Igor in Frankenstein? No, no, he's... Uh... Oh, is he Igor? I think yeah, he's, yeah, he's Igor. I don't he's think Igor. he's called Igor in Frankenstein. He's, the, he's Frankenstein's yeah, yeah, assistant, assistant in Frankenstein. Uh, he's yeah, Frankenstein's assistant in Frankenstein, and he's also uh, Renfield in Dracula. Yeah, so a guy that eats all of the bugs and stuff like that. And uh, Alice Cooper did a song called Ballad of Dwight Frey. Um, just uh, we've got Cookie coming on in a minute, um, but um, uh, I wanted to just well, we've got to play a couple of uh, games on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the uh, card game that I got, but also we need to talk about the Predator. We need to talk about the Predator. We need to talk about the Predator. The Predator. Hmm. I watched the Predator. Well, a funny story. I was watching the Predator with my lover, mm-hmm. and we started watching it. And um, the, the beginning, it starts in space and all of that stuff. Uh, I bought it off Sky, so it got, I think it, I paid ten quid to watch the Predator, um, and now I've got it forever. And uh, we started watching it, and she was just like, going, "I don't know what the fuck is going on." So I said, um, "Well, you know, it's." Um, she goes, "Is this? Uh, what is this?" I said, "Well, you know, it's like the uh, the sequel to Predator. Predator being one of my favourite all time films. I think it is incredible. I think Predator is an incredible film. It's as good as Alien." in terms of iconic I just think it's absolutely but there's not one good sequel and um, uh, I th- yeah I think Predator is the best Arnold Schwarzenegger film it's one of the best science fiction films it's one of the best action films one of the best horror films one of the best war films it's just everything in it's just there's two bits I don't like and it's the one liners yeah stick around and not knock and all that and you go you haven't uh, if they feel like they're out of commando Whereas everything, they feel like they're jokes for the audience. Yeah. Whereas everything else is contextual. And I just think Predator is incredible. Anyway, so I say, well, this is a sequel to Predator. And uh, it's not like a remake or anything like that. It's a sequel. Um, she goes, I don't think I've seen Predator. What happens in Predator? And I said, well, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger um, in a jungle um, uh, with a team of guys. Uh, there's an alien that starts picking them off one by one. Um, she goes, "No, I've not. I've not seen that." There's an alien with uh, dreadlocks, and he's got kind of like mandibles, and you know, no, I've not seen that. He's invisible, and then he, and he no, I've not seen, I've not seen Predator. I'm like, Are you sure you've not seen Predator? Yeah, no, I've not seen Predator. So I stop the Predator, and I rent Predator. Predator. 
off of uh, Sky for like one ninety nine, and um, <laughs> st- 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 it sounds like abuse. You're just making a watch. <laughs> well, just like we can't watch the Predator. No. I was desperate to watch the Predator because I, 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 the poster kept winking at me, and I was just like, I, I really do want to see that. Like, I, I think it's going to be awful, but. Um, I don't want to go to the cinema to see it, but I will watch it off my off my telly. And it's like so, and um, uh, so we started watching Predator, and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger turns up in his uh, little red polo shirt. Just yeah, I've seen it. And you go, <laughs> <laughs> you don't recognise any other. It's as soon as you see the like, the red polo shirt, you go, yeah, I've seen it. You go, right, okay, fine, fuck it. <laughs> Um, it was just funny because it's like it's like the least the least memorable thing about the whole <laughs> film is right at the beginning when he's wearing a little red polo shirt <laughs> and so she goes yeah I've seen it um, so uh, the Predator uh, written and directed by Shane Black and Fred Deckard mm. Deckard Decker. Decker. Fred Decker. Because they're called Black and Decker, aren't they? Oh, uh, that's right. very good. That's very good. Is that deliberate? No, they just make, they, they sort each other out <laughs> so they could have the problem. Do you think? <laughs> I think they were at film they, school together. They did, the, they did the Monster Squad together, right? Yeah. And uh, he directed Monster Decker directed yeah, Monster Squad. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Uh, he also directed Robocop 3. Did he? The worst film. I think that that's the worst film I've ever seen in a cinema. It's oh, wow. one of the worst. Oh, I just think it's fucking Robocop three. Do you know, at the end of end of school terms, they let you watch like a video in the last day or whatever. Yeah, we had that at our school. But one, we were going to watch something like ET. No, I tell you what, we were going to watch. We were going to watch Sister Act or Sister Act two. And then one of the kids back sort the of belted up. Back in the habit. Like, back in the habit. Directed by oh, uh, that's Bill Duke. <laughs> yeah, from Predator. That's fan club. That's fan club. Um, that, uh, and when they brought the video out, someone put their hand up and said, Miss, can I just... I've brought a video in. Can we watch that? <laughs> and the teacher went, yeah. And it was it was Robocop 3. It could have been worse. It was Robocop 3, but it was a pirate. And <laughs> 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 so the last day of school, we were watching like a pirated video of Robocop 3. And we were all very excited about it. And it was one of those things, while we were watching it, it was like, it was hard going. You you- even at school, like going... Oh, when you're watching Robocop 3 <laughs> and you put your hand up and you go uh, I know it's the last day of the term miss but can we do some French revision <laughs> <laughs> Robocop 3 is so bad it's just awful and it's sort of like I remember hearing that there was like a samurai robot in it and I was just like oh that's going to be great and it's just a guy <laughs> it's just like it's just a guy in it who happens to be a robot but it's like I thought it was going to be like this like a transformer you yeah. know and it was like oh it was so ro- and then he flies at the end and they reprogram Ed 209 to be loyal like a puppy and loyal like a puppy and you go oh no everything about it is awful Nancy Allen is in it and Nancy Allen is um uh, Nancy Allen's fucking uh, I love Nancy Allen and she, oh god she gets killed in it uh, spoilers uh, I can't be bothered to press the button it's fucking Robocop 3 is fucking oh, I haven't thought about that film in such a long time it's so bad anyway Fred Decker Black and Decker <laughs> I mean we've got to get Cookie on and uh, 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 do you know what maybe we should play your song and then we'll talk about Predator when Cookie's here um so uh, yeah, he might have seen it. He, he, he may have seen it, and if he do- hasn't seen it, then uh, but uh, right, I'm going to play uh, your song now. Um, it is Katie, Queen of Tennessee. No, that's 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 no. that's Cookie's song. So what am I playing? Have you got Vanilla Fudge? Vanilla Fudge. You keep yeah. me hanging on. Okay, right.
Um, <laughs> I haven't put my headphones on, so uh, fuck it. Nick Helm. I played the wrong one. Nick and Nat's fan club on Fubar Radio. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club. I'm just showing you the difference. Some of them's got our surnames yeah. on. I just said people would just be referring to it as Nick and Nat's fan club. Uh, Natalie was saying, you've got to have Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club because uh, people will know who you are from that. Turns out it doesn't matter. No one listens. Um, so, um, to keep them reviews rolling in. Uh, so, <laughs> five stars only. And uh, so, um, Vanilla Fudge. We were just talking about Vanilla Fudge. We're joined in the studio now by Cookie. Uh, so, uh, Dan- Daniel Daniel Cook, Cookie yeah, to cookie his friends. To um, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking when I when I found out you were doing the show? I spent uh, uh, every waking moment thinking. Oh, I'm going to call him Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never called you Cookie. Never. We had a teacher at school called Mr. Cook, and people used to affectionately call him Cookie. Yeah, my nickname at school is Cookie. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Cookie. Oh, was it, is it bringing back? Is it a trigger? Uh, <laughs> if no. I triggered some awful <laughs> memories. Something like at university, we had a lecturer who was a German lecturer, and he kept using the phrase, but you know. That's just the way the apple crumbles. <laughs> and I used to love it. I used to love it. The windy apple. <laughs> New York. City of dreams. <laughs> Los Angeles. The city of apples. <laughs> um, so uh, I just wanted to say, you know, we were talking about that um, Inglorious Bastards thing. What thing? Uh, the ba- the, oh, the best me, joke yeah, yeah. of all time on any film is Inglorious Bastards when at the beginning of the film they go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. you're talking in French and I'm talking in German. Maybe if we talk in English. Yes. That's from Wayne's World 2. Is it? Where they go, uh, they're both talking in uh, Cantonese um, and they say, well, maybe if we're dubbed, then uh, people, we don't have to worry about subtitles. And so they go dubbed after that when they're ah. fighting. And um, and Mike Myers is, is in Inglorious Bastards. Is in Inglorious Bastards. So I I noticed that. Uh, the other thing is I'm making a list of every film that I've watched this year, and I got to such a high number, people started commenting, and then I was just like, I'm going to basically save them up and not do it as I watch them. So I've watched a few films that I'm too ashamed to say <laughs> that I've watched. Because that's, that's part of it. That's I, part of it. I basically, I watch a film a day. Yeah, but I think that's good. That's good. Yeah, but it was people were like, "Go get a job," and I was like, "I do need a job. (laughs) (laughs) I do need something to do." But people go home and watch TV every night. Exactly. That's that's all you're doing. Yeah, that's all I'm doing, right? And I and I and I and I don't sleep well, so basically I will watch a a film for an hour and a half at midnight, and then at like two o'clock in the morning I'll fall asleep and. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, one of the films I watched this week was Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you seen that cookie? I've seen the film and I've seen the TV series with uh, who's in Alec it? Guinness. Alec, Alec Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. 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 So what? Um, so the film is uh, the TV series is seven parts. I think it's seven hours. Yeah. The Preferred film, it. The film is two hours. I'm not a, a complicated man. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, but I'm not. A, I don't consider myself a thick person. Uh, I got the first at university. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I bring that up all the time. It was Winchester. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's a two-two from anywhere else. And um, uh, sorry if you're Winchester, but you're wasting your time. Uh, so, um, so no, no. I love Winchester. I love Winchester. It was the happiest days of. It wasn't the happiest days of my life. Got my heart broken several times by the same woman. Ooh. She ended up leaving me for a drug addicted accordion player. Um, <laughs> a, a, not even a joke. No. Uh, 
uh, and uh, and I knew it was happening, um, but I just didn't couldn't let her go. Um, uh, still think about her almost every every day. Keep it light. Keep it light. It's just like <gasps> when Tony Blackburn's wife left him. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm as good as Tony Blackburn? Yeah. Wow. Cookie. We should have had you on ages ago. <laughs> um, what am I talking about? Tinker Taylor. Um, fucking hell, I could not understand a single fucking thing that was going on. Really? I had to read it up on Wikipedia afterwards to find out what the fuck was going on. Oh, In the I film or the TV the series? Film. The film. Oh. I haven't seen the TV series. The film was indecipherable to me. I, there's so many characters, so many awful wigs. I was just like, everyone's wearing a terrible wig. Like, everyone's wearing a wig, uh, except for Toby Jones. Um, um, who, um, I could, and I thought like Gary Oldman's wig was really bafflingly bad, and then I read that it, he just bleached his hair. It was actually his real hair. I love it. I love that film. The film. Was I it a great bit where he's just making a fried egg it. sandwich? I loved it. In the film, I don't remember that at all. Makes a fried egg sandwich at one bit. Who and does? He, Gary Oldman, and you just see him for about, and it's sort of in real time. And you go, oh, this is nice to watch him. And it's that <laughs> the bit where he's having a swim in a lido, and he just it just stays with him, and you go. Oh, I like watching Gary Oldman. I couldn't follow having it. Having a swim. I couldn't follow it. It was like the... It's it, basically about a fried egg. It's, it's, <laughs> but the fla- it flashes back and forward and you can't understand a single... And, and you just like go, is this a flashback right now? That character got killed. John Hurt dies in the opening credits and then he's in the rest of the film and you go, well, but there's not a close-up of John Hurt dying in bed. So you're just like, was that John Hurt? Oh, I love it. I, I love can't it. remember anything from that film. It's, I, just like, and then the ending is kind of like really great, but it would have been a lot better had I been able to follow what the fuck was going on for the rest of the film. <laughs> and it's just like I didn't know that Gary Oldman was married. Like I didn't, I didn't understand anything that was going on. <laughs> and and then and and also Gary Oldman, I think, is a little bit like Robert De Niro in Goodfellas, where like it, it, Robert De Niro gets so much plaudits for Goodfellas and you go it's Ray Liotta's film Ray Liotta's incredible in Goodfellas and everyone goes on about Robert De Niro who's basically doing background work and you go and with Gary Oldman it's just like he, he barely registered to me that he was in the film well, he's, he's, he's like the nothing man isn't he that's what he is he's got like he's the guy who's like the only trustworthy person because he's the person in the office who's like perceived as being like he's in the office no <laughs> That's it. He's got like he's sort of anonymous, and also he's in the other like uh, I haven't read the Le Carre books, and a lot of them seem a bit hard going. Oh, but dear. in all the ones before it, that character is like a background character in all the other films. Who's like in the office with the others, right. but you never really get him referenced. In I, this one, they bring him as like he's now the main character. Well, they did three books, didn't they? they, they there's, a, there's a trilogy of books with him, and he's in a lot of other books yeah. as well. Um, and also, uh, so I uh, just speaking of Le Carre. I watched, rewatched Tom Hiddleston's acceptance speech for the Night Manager oh, for the Golden that. Globes. <laughs> oh, it's incredible! <laughs> you got to watch it. It was literally, it basically. It's not my favourite. No. It basically uh, began and ended his career in two minutes. It was oh, like wow. he, he gets an award for the Night Manager. He goes on to accept it, and it's so. Um, uh, self-worthy that uh, everyone goes. Whoa, we're not going to work with him. This is while he's, he's doing such an speech, odd man. I think while he's, he's doing incredibly the, odd man. While he's doing the speech, there's a close of Christian Slater who basically his face just goes. 
whoa. <laughs> like, uh, and you go, like, you Christian Slater goes, Hiddleston's career's over. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Christian Slater in uh, 30 years, uh, but when you do, it's priceless. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, no manners, but what a critic. It's, someone um, <laughs> someone oh, told me a wait. story about Tom Hiddleston going back to his... Uh, I don't know. Can I say this? I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. it's your, your mouth, your life. I'll, I'll say it, and then if I'm not allowed to say it, Natalie's going to put her hand up. Let's say it's live. Sure. Let's say it's about a man called Tom Hoddleston. The thing is, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. Okay. This, is, this story's absolutely Maybe fine. Maybe don't, don't call worry. him Tom Hiddleston. Maybe call him um, oh, what? Could you Tom call Huddleston, him? the midfielder um, for Derby County. Yeah. Sure. Uh, call him. Um, uh, um, Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, so, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Apparently, Noel Edmonds went back to his school. <laughs> oh, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he was there to give like a speech, you know, when you go back to your old school and say, I'm a huge success now. Mm. Um, I can't remember who told me this. It was another comedian. Um, was he another one from Eton? Is yeah, I think Eton? so. There are so many uh, Tom Hiddleston stories. Noel Edmonds stories. Noel Edmonds stories. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not, not the Noel Edmonds, just to say a Noel Edmonds. Yeah. He basically opened his speech like this. He goes, Eton, Rada, Cambridge, Hollywood. I'm Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. I've heard that as well. I think that must be true. Yeah. There's a, yeah, absolutely Oh. Extraordinary. <laughs> there are so many, man. but they're like almost like private stories that um, that actors pass around on set, and they go, "Here's one for you." <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just like oh. it fits his personality as well. You look at him and go, "Of course you did." Of course, that. of course. I'd have kicked him out of there. Absolutely. You know, there's that thing as well when like there was that criticism, wasn't there, recently, where people go, "How is it that all these people from Eton do? There's all these people from Eton who are now in Hollywood." And they, someone, a journalist, did an interview with Damien Lewis, and he was at Eton, and they said to him, what do you think about this thing? It seems like it does seem slightly unfair, doesn't it? There actually are lots of people from Eton who are now in Hollywood. And he went, oh, that's such a ridiculous stereotype, you know. I can think of, like, maybe, like, three or four people from Eton who are currently in, like, Hollywood movies. And I just think, do you know how many people from my school are <laughs> in Hollywood? No. Like, the most famous people who ever went to my school were Dr. Leg from EastEnders, I think. He was one. That's good. He's a good one. And who else have we got? That's it. That's it. And me. That's Riz it. Ahmed was in the year below me oh, at was school. He? Yeah. What school did you go to? Uh, Merchant Taylors in Norfolk. Okay. How does that make you feel competitive? Not in the slightest. I did a school play with him. and it was, it was good? Oh, he was... I mean, it was... A, everyone could see that he was clearly better than everyone else <laughs> <laughs> every job he gets you like, yeah he beat me to the main part in that and the main part in um i don't know what he's been the main Oliver part twist. In. there you go mm. i'm just thinking of what oh, you right, did at no, school it was a threepenny opera was it a threepenny yeah opera? i would have called it three penny opera that's just um <laughs> <laughs> absolutely delighted with that <laughs> no I'm not I just it's such a weird thing to have said out loud and I regret it instantly anyway let's have a question uh, what sort of disaster strikes the world in the day after tomorrow 
What sort? Now, the, this is a multiple. This is the Ridley's Games Room Movie Buff Quiz, mm-hmm. and um, uh, there I love is, a quiz. It, is, it is multiple choice. But I managed to answer every single card <laughs> when I was away on holiday without using any of the multiple choices. Where did you go on holiday? Um, <sighs> is it a secret? The New Forest. The New Forest. And who do you go with? Uh, my lover. Your lover. And was she happy with you doing questions? She fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> she hates it. It was meant to be a fun thing that we yeah. did. But it was, no, but we were talking about Was it because you were just doing the quiz questions? It was literally, it was meant to be, like, she didn't hate, she, didn't, she hated the quiz because basically she's very competitive. And right. um, she pretends that she's not competitive. And then as soon as you do anything, like Scrabble, there's a, a, a black cloud that enters the room and you're like, she wanted to maybe put the, maybe we could put the Scrabble away. Maybe we'll just watch a <laughs> film or something instead. No, we're playing and it's awful. Anyway, so we were, she listened to the show as well. That's so it. My, my mum and dad always get these kind of cards at Christmas, like movie cards. Mm-hmm. And they go, because you're like that, you're good at films. And I go, no, I am. And that's the problem, that it will be a thing where it's like, oh, this is no fun, is it? Because you just know all the answers. And you go, yeah, I mean, this is because you've do. got a thing to my, but the not, thing I like. They're not even taxing. So basically the first question was, um, I did this last week. I'm, I'll do it every week mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm when I'm discussing. Could be your catchphrase. The first question was, um, "Who played the Joker in the 1989 uh, Tim Burton movie Batman?" And she didn't know. Right. And you go, "Let's just not play," <laughs> because you don't know this, and so you're not going to know anything or any of these. Whereas. Um, any any of the answers to this because basically I know it but I don't even think of that as like a thing that you wouldn't I, I just assume mm. that everyone would know that yeah but if you don't know that then it's kind of like we, this isn't your game we'll play something else mm. or we'll do something else well fuck um, so <laughs> I tell you what let's not so, play let's not play <laughs> so cookie let's not play <laughs> that's let's, why you got me in let's not play the movie game do you want to uh, play the game <laughs> Do you want to play the game now? What? I'm like um, I'm like Alan Partridge, isn't it? What are you doing in bed? You're wasting your life. <laughs> it's like, what am I? I went away and I played the movie game to the point that my girlfriend hated me so much that she couldn't even make eye contact with me. We were stuck in a cabin in the New Forest. Me and my girlfriend um, played Trivial Pursuits against each other when we go away. And what? You enjoy it? Very much so. We're very... We love a quiz. I, yeah. And are you competitive? Very competitive. What, With each best? other or t- as a team together? Uh, both. I mean, she's a very, very competitive lady. She knows it. Mm. She gets very worked up. Mm. She's been known to cry during the game. Oh, oh, really? Uh, not the trivial pursuit, but we were playing a different game with a group of friends and she got really worked up. And she cried? Yeah. Fucking hell. And she was very drunk. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. How, how was she afterwards? Uh, remorseful. We bring it up often. We went. We had a quiz at the weekend with another group of friends, and it got brought up again there. Would you say Trivial Pursuit is your game? Yeah. What's your game? I like a Trivial Pursuit because I'm good at all of them, but uh, the geography and science—they're my weaknesses. Ooh, oh, yeah. sport, I suppose, sport as well. Science, I can't do that. Mm. 
bad at those, but I like the others. If I get a pink question, entertainment. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely fly right. for it. I, but That's then right. I go, why can't they all be that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you That's get a game, game like uh, Ridley's Games Rooms, and you're just like, fuck this. Hmm. My game? Shithead. <laughs> it's an amazing game. Shithead is an amazing <laughs> game. That's a card game, though, yeah, right? Yeah, I've always got a deck of cards on me, and I will always uh, try and challenge you for shithead. Okay, never played it. I shithead. don't know if I know how to play it. Well, I, I, look, I mean, Should we play that now? I've got to go somewhere after this. <laughs> Show off. But um, <laughs> uh, it's annoying because it's slightly further than uh, around the corner from my flat, like this place is. <laughs> um, and... Um, uh, I, but I would play shithead with you for the rest of the day. What sort of disaster strikes? Disaster, disaster. Disaster. The thing I noticed this week was people who say Brexit. Mm. Oh, I've not heard that. People say no, Bre- I don't like that. People no. say Brexit. Not happy about that. And you go, what do you say? Weetabigs. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Brexit. Yeah. Like exit. Yeah. Exit. <laughs> what sort of disaster, 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 what sort of disaster strikes the world in the day after tomorrow? Okay. It's multiple choice. Great. But if you don't need it. I do. Never seen it. Is it A, tornado? Right. B, meteor? C, tidal wave? D, oh. ice age? Ooh. Right. I seem to remember from the trailer there was a, oh God, I think it's a tidal wave. I think there's a big water coming through. Big water. Big water. <laughs> or was it big ice? It's the last two. It's one of the last two. See, I would say Ice Age is the most ridiculous of those because it suggests that a disaster could be a nice age but that think, happens like overnight or something. I think there is a fucking tidal yeah. wave in the day after tomorrow. What's the answer then? Ice Age. Uh, well, no one's ever got one wrong. Do you know Got what? I didn't know that. I haven't before. seen that tomorrow. <laughs> I assumed it was a meteor. I just assumed it was. Ice Age is mad. A day after tomorrow, you would have seen... Did it start with them all going so a bit made, chilly? They made Deep Impact, Armageddon, and then years later they went, do you know what? We need another one. Yeah, I thought that's what it Make was. It Absolute fucking mental. Now. I think it's less mental than it being an Ice Age, because that would suggest that... Like, how can you have an Ice Age that happens, what, over 48 hours? Yeah, there is a tidal wave in it. Thank you. But it's an Ice Age. But it's an Ice Wave. That's um, ridiculous. That's mad. But they, but I don't know why. There's, there's probably rules somewhere. Mm-hmm. The thing about me is that I watch very few films, and I know not much about them either, and I certainly don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you seen Predator? Yep, but I reckon I probably watched it around 1991, and, and that was it. About the time of uh, Predator 2 coming out. Is so that that's, right? That's a bit weird. You're just one film behind. <laughs> Um, uh, have you got uh, this is what it says on the back have you got what it takes to be crowned champion oh there is an instruction thing I don't understand why there is um, an extra thing highlighted yes I'm interested though but it will say here somewhere Natalie maybe uh, you could read up on that in the week and uh, tell us (laughs) tell us next week (laughs) you can do the full rules next week Um, Nat Yes. Who stars as Jean Valjean in uh, Jean Valjean? Jean Valjean. Uh, in Les Miserables. Oh well, I know it'll be one or two people. Is it? It'll be thingy, won't it? It's um, weird because there's so many versions of that as well. Yes, there is. There was uh, there was one with um, fucking uh, Taken in it. What's his name? Neeson. Neeson. Liam Neeson. Knew that. Is it A. Mel Gibson, B. Russell Crowe, C. Hugh Jackman, D. Eddie Redmayne, man. 
Well, I presume it's singing, innit? It'll be um, Hugh Jackman, but it could be um, the other fella, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, I stole a loaf of bread. Ooh, lovely. Oh, lovely stuff. I stole a loaf of bread. I stole a loaf of bread. You are nearly crying. Do you, do you Which I don't audition? know whether that's... I don't know, I don't know if we should tell someone it's or if we should tell them. It's been, been a real hard year, Dad. Uh, that's from... Uh, Dad or Dan? Dad, that's from... Uh, you're not Dan. No, of course. <laughs> Cookie. Uh, yeah, it's from... Uh, well, Tin and Bob's. Um, so, um, oh, it is too, yeah. That's... That's a really nice Have bit. you seen... Uh, it's the bit that makes me cry every oh, time. It's, it's tough. Oh, fucking hell, that movie. I love that movie. Which one? The uh, Royal Tenenbaums? It doesn't matter, you won't remember. I haven't seen that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds rubbish. Um, the Royal Tenenbaums, uh, it's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It is. And um, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay, I like it's comedies. Comedy. You like... Uh, I dabble in jokes. Do you like, do you like funny things? Yeah, love them. Uh, what are you up to at the moment? Probably get that out of the way. We've mm. wasted 24 minutes of having you in the room. Uh, barely talked to you once. That's fine. What am I up to? What career-wise or professionally? I mean, no. Career-wise or thing? personally? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't make <laughs> any money. My career is going terribly, but professionally, <laughs> I'm, I'm making some money. Well, career-wise, it's the same old rubbish. Personally, I'm trying to find a place to live. It's doing my head in. What area do you live in? Oh, uh, South East London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a fucking ball egg to get here. Yeah. I uh, just live round the corner. <laughs> but it's a journey I'm used to, because the Pleasance is just up the road. Of course. Oh. It's not up the road. It's next door. It's next door. Right. Well, yeah. I've been there many a time. What entrance did you come through? Mm, the one down there. Oh, oh. yeah. Go, go up the stairs Please to the Pleasance, yeah, yeah. and then we just go there. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't even get in we'll that way. We'll show you on the way out. Yeah, we might, we might have to get it wrong. Do we just ring you up? Do we ring you up and have to get us to let you let us in? Phone up Natalie every week about. Can you let us in? We're at the side. Door. About eleven twenty-four, we say uh, we're then uh, we uh, sit down, act like we own the place, and then bloody uh, do two hours of five-star comedy, uh, radio broadcasting. I shaved. You did. Uh, I was. Uh, I went. I went out for dinner with my friend last night. Where'd you go? Uh, I can't remember the name of the place. But boom Boom Bangers. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like What's it called, Boom Boom Bangers? Uh, boom 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 Boomerang. Do they sell sausages? No. Exploding sausages? It was like a. Uh, they did like kebabs and stuff. I had mutton. Mutton? Mm. Mutton kebab? I don't know what it was really. It was it was fine. Sounds like good. Under seasoned, I thought. Yeah. Mm. Sides? Steven Seagal. Sides uh, was uh, absolutely delicious. It was. Uh, Char-grilled cauliflower. It's incredible. That sounds... Eating out's my favourite pastime. Yeah. Mine too, guys. (laughs) 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 Talking about pussy. So... (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, it had, uh, is it always it? like this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sort of. It's, it's, it's got a weird vibe today. Yeah. It's a weird it's vibe. really today, sexual, isn't today it? Today is really weird because I've turned up... <laughs> <laughs> I've turned up with a certain vibe mm-hmm. and normally... I love it. Normally Nat is really on board. <laughs> and today, <laughs> Nat... There's not been one point no, when Nat has really enjoyed anything that I've said. No, He's I always am. been sort of like wincing and kind of like going, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> This might sink us both. And I'm like... Uh, just I've been in. enjoying it. I've yeah. been enjoying watching it. But, but I feel like I haven't normal. really been chipping in. I haven't really been chipping in. No. I've just been watching it. Yeah. But I've been enjoying it. It's been a bit of a car crash today. <laughs> 
Anyway, I shaved last night. For your meal. I had a huge beard. <laughs> I had a huge beard. You did? Oh, yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I thought, how fucking old do I look? So I shaved it all off, and uh, except for my moustache. <laughs> and then I woke up in the morning. I, sh- <laughs> I woke up today. Yeah. Didn't set my alarm. <laughs> Curtains were open. <laughs> like, daylight pouring through. It happened to be 10.30. <laughs> but I c- it could have been 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it could have been, didn't set my alarm to do the show. <laughs> Did nothing. Right? And, uh, and I woke up and I was sort of like going about my day, looked in the mirror. I had a huge prospector's moustache. <laughs> Like huge, like really long, like to the point that you know it went in my mouth when I was it, it, when I was breathing, you know. Like that um, cartoon character with the yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam. that's it. Right? Yeah, it was hu- just a huge moustache, and I was like, huh, as good as that was it <laughs> last night. At least you can grow a moustache. Dream of those days. Do you know what? I've got quite a weak, I've got weak facial hair. I do. I, do. Well, I was thinking that. He's got weak <laughs> facial hair. But that. you know, I, I, have, I have, I have, you know, and I, like, uh, and I, I've got some sort of facial hair now, but for years I didn't, and I think I've just been waiting years and years. I was hoping I'd be like Elvis uh, when I was at school. When I was about eleven, oh, I dreamed of sideburns. Oh, I absolutely dreamed of them. That's all I wanted. Mm. Oh, it's, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. How, to how like, is it just very fair? Virtually non-existent, mate. If you try, if someone said we've got a, does it blow away when the wind blows? What do you mean? Your facial hair. Does it blow away as in the wind physically blows it off? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You see, some people with like (laughs) bum fluff, you know, and you go, well, I bet that that blows away with the wind. What would happen if someone said we've got? Well, obviously, it couldn't actually do that. Yeah. We're doing a new costume drama. <laughs> the way you said yeah, then. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, we're joined in the studio by Cookie. <laughs> if you're in a costume I'm a good drama, time. Yeah, and someone asked I've you been to, in a costume drama. Staff, I was in so Poldark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it good? It was great. Did he get his top off? I did. <laughs> no. Oh, Is that the one with the top off? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he gets the top off, doesn't he? That's what it's about. Yeah, that's right. In the past. And we just egg him on, top off, top, top off. off. And exit does it on. Egg, we egg, exit on. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Um, Could you, they said you need to grow a moustache for a part in a costume drama. They Would you stuck have to it say, on. They, did, did, did you have one? They stuck on? They, they stuck on big sideburns. Did they? Yes. Lovely. Oh, I bet you look wicked. So, yeah, yeah I bet it did. I really did. But I in really real life, at the end of the day, where they were like, should we take that off? And you were just like, no, it's all right, I'll wear them home. <laughs> No, I would say take them off, please, because they're itchy. (laughs) And I've got to go out for dinner because we're in Bristol. Okay. How many? um, How many episodes were you in? Four. Were you really? Yes. Oh man, I've not seen Polder. I've I've not seen a single episode. You've not watched it? Nah, not my cup of tea, really, is it? (laughs) Oh, I feel like I might have watched it if you're in it. I would have watched it. Yeah, I would have watched it. I fucking I watched Holby City because Toby Williams was in it. Yeah. Paul Dark, is it like, I don't know. Is it good? Is it good? Don't know. Wins awards. No. Does it win awards? Did you win an award? Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah, really good fun. Did you get your top off? Yeah, got my top off. <laughs> How long were you in Bristol for? <laughs> Four weeks? Uh, 13 days. 13 days uh, in Bristol. Yeah. Two weeks. What'd you get up to? Maybe. Bit of acting. Yeah. Yeah. Do any banging? Oh. <laughs> 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 it's a joke. It's Why? a joke. Just to say it's a joke. It's just a joke. Um... What, what was it like in Bristol? Uh, 
What's Poldark like in real life? <laughs> he's he lovely. Like, is he? He's lovely, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you're not promoting that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for a place to live? Yeah. If anyone knows of anywhere. Yeah, live. if anyone knows anywhere, give me a shout. Okay. Are you doing your show again? I am. You're doing Edinburgh? Oh, we can't start talking about Edinburgh already, no, can we? I don't want to talk about Edinburgh. I don't know whether you're going to be Edinburgh. doing a new Edinburgh show. Yes, but yeah. whether it be this year or next year, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It's a weird vibe this week. I'm it? getting married in June, you see. <laughs> no, I know. Congratulations. Getting married in June? Yes, and I don't want to. Well, it's, you know, it's expensive going up there. Where are you getting married? Lyme Regis, Dorset. Oh. Um, Am I getting my top off? No. I was just. If you need my dress, I'm moving. Uh, for the invite, <laughs> gonna move. So, um, you can do a uh, care of food bar radio if you want. Um, I'm fine, but uh, my girlfriend is vegan and gluten free. Okay, so I can eat anything, but just so you know, noted. I famously can eat anything. <laughs> I can't eat anything. I can't eat glass. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I think this is arty. What is this? I think it's I think it's clever and arty. Arty deity. In fact, we did this last week, didn't we? Uh, we? By the end of by the end of our lives, we're going to have accumulated quite a few characters. Arty deity. He's one of our um, Stephen Seagull, <laughs> and of course Cookie. But, uh, Not only, a character, real. The person. only one that's real. <laughs> yeah. It's one of our characters. <laughs> He's the only one that if he if you prick him, he will bleed. Ooh, that's deep. Should we do that next? Should we have got a pin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then they pricked I him. Gave, I gave him such a pricking. <laughs> Imagine if he said that instead of when you're like... You He's know, pricked to when death. You, when you're talking sexually. Oh, God, I'm going to give you such a pricking. I'm going to... Pr- <laughs> when, you're talking sexu- when you're talking sexually <laughs> Oh I'm going to give you such a pricking What a great prick <laughs> Grab my prick <laughs> Gra- no, Nobody says prick as in <laughs> Do you know what I mean Nobody says prick as in sexually no. Do you know, Oh god yeah that's right Rub my prick <laughs> Get my prick out <laughs> I'm going to get my prick out And rub it all over your boobies um, <laughs> 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 what? Um, so, um, uh, but I do, I do, I do. If you're listening, Mum and Dad, uh, I hope Francis is treating you well. <laughs> it's, um, oh God, what a day. <laughs> I, mean, I am in so a good sorry. mood, but I am. <laughs> this is maybe the worst. I don't know, I'm worst. enjoying it. <laughs> this is the worst fan <laughs> club we've ever done. This, uh, you saw one of my favorites. <laughs> the thing is, this is what I think. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Good. But this, in my head, is what it's like all the time. It is like this. Oh, is it's it? It's a lot like this. It's a lot like this. Oh, yeah. It depends if I've been, uh, if I've, if I've, uh, had a moustache. If I've had a, um, if I've had a pricking recently. Ooh. If I've, if I've been out pricking the night before or not. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you winking at then? <laughs> <laughs> you looked at a computer screen and winked. <laughs> Like my imaginary TV, it's my imaginary camera crew that right. follows me around everywhere. Right. I do a little. Do you do that? Have an imaginary camera crew that follows you Absolutely not, you raging narcissist. <laughs> no, I'm not a narcissist. It's no. an imaginary it's camera an imaginary crew. Camera do you reckon crew? Um, Tom Hiddleston has an imaginary camera crew that follows him around? Oh, absolutely. Oh, no! Don't link me in with Tom Hiddleston. I'm not like Tom Hiddleston. 
Can he do an impression of Robert De Niro? <laughs> to Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Oh my God! It's just incredible. It's just incredible. He does all. Oh yeah, my God! I think just, he's, a, he's the, a fascinating the man. The Graham Norton clip of him doing the impressions yeah. is just. It's just like it makes you want to tear your prick off. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's just like it's. It's so. It's just awful. It's just. It, it, is he my, cringy or are the impressions bad? The, the, both. both, right? <laughs> it so it's like him. it's like oh, so you do an impression? Robert De Niro's there on the sofa with him. So, he does like, bunch, so you do an impression of him? He do does you? a bunch of impressions. He does Al Pacino badly. He does Owen Wilson badly. He does, and then Robert De Niro's there, and Robert De Niro's sort of like waiting for this impression. Bearing in mind that everyone can do a Robert De Niro yeah. impression, and Tom Hiddleston gets it, and people are like. Clapping, but he's got this huge routine. He sat next to Kenneth Branagh. People are kind of like, um, kind of like, this is his. It's like he's, um, they say, well, you can do it. It's like before you do a chat show, there's a researcher that phones you up and they say, uh, okay, so we're just going to have a little interview with you. And they do an, they do a a pre interview where you basically say, uh, they said, what have you been up to at the moment? What are you promoting? What are you doing? Um, have you got any like stories that we can talk to you about? Um, and, you know, and so he he will have gone. Do you know what Robert Zanier is on? I can actually do a Robert Zanier impression. And they'd have gone. Oh, brilliant! We'll get Graham to mention it. And so uh, Graham Norton goes over to Tom Hiddleston and says, well, "You can actually do a Robert Zanier impression." On the can't remember who's on the on the sofa, but it's, it's Robert Zanier, Kenneth Branagh, and Tom Hiddleston. Does he do the faux like? Oh God, I can't believe you've asked me this. Yeah, and then he go. No, actually, it's worse than that. When impressions come up, it, um, he's salivating. He's like, literally <laughs> he's he starts getting really fidgety. Um, um, who's 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 that? Anne Hathaway. Um, he gets really he gets really fidgety and he starts basically like uh, rubbing his hands and getting really like oh this is my Fizzy bit. And, the prick. and then he goes <laughs> and then he go you can see his his, his prick twitch and um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then he goes into sort of like a like a seven minute routine where he goes through a lot of his impressions culminating in him doing a Robert De Niro impression to Robert De Niro and it's a terrible impression and people are just, I, it's just it's just one of the most what does De Niro think is he just staring Robert at De Niro him he's like, being very gracious right, okay. right Robert De Niro is a tough one because Robert De Niro um, uh, he's not very I mean look there's a picture of him doing it there's um Robert De is a weird one on chat shows because he's not very out he's not very outgoing and he's not very sort of like chatty and all that I think the best time I've ever seen him on a chat show was when uh, they were promoting Grudge Match Oh, I don't know. I've not seen that. It was uh, Grudge Match was with Stallone. So and you have both Rocky there. and Raging Bull hmm. that are both playing rock uh, boxers in a movie together, and they were both on. And I can't remember who the young actors were, but there were some young actors on, and Stallone was incredible on that. He was just basically um, he kept like going uh, to. Robert De Niro, he kept like turning around, going, "Well, you did that, didn't you? Go and tell them the story." And then Robert De Niro would tell a story, and Stallone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, and then Stallone was like going around, going, "Because these young actors, they're great, right? They're the new guys." And Robert, De Niro, he basically was being really inclusive. He was just like bringing the new guys in, but he was also sort of like could see that De Niro was happy just being quiet, sat on the end of the sofa, and he kept bringing him in. Anyway, YouTube it. It's great. Gonna. <laughs> um, how have we got onto this? 
Uh, lost our way. Lost our way. Lost our way, Cookie. Oh, John. I mean, don't bring me into this. <laughs> Ask Cookie what he's a fan of. I well, suppose you could do yeah, that. Yeah, we, we could, could do that. that. Um, Henry Cavill plays which superhero on Superman. Screen? Yes. Yes. Clues in the name, innit? Henry Cavill. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get it. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't even. A, it was a non-joke. So, uh, what are you a fan of? Well, yeah, we were talking about something that got us onto that. Yeah, Hiddleston, Hiddleston, De Niro. Edinburgh. Oh, it was imaginary camera crew. Imaginary oh, yeah, camera that's crew. right. <coughs> yeah, but what are you a fan of? Well, when I was asked this, I couldn't really think of anything. If I'm honest, well, but I have come up with an answer. Don't worry, Good. I'm not going to leave you hanging. TV chef Rick Stein. Oh. Me too. Really? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I, L- Rick Stein is my absolute... Uh, he's my number one. He's like my comfort TV. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of my dad. Okay. And I, I fucking... Uh, they don't look the same, but the, but um, he's... Um, Demeanour. I'm, I'm not big yeah. on TV shows, so I'm trying to picture Rick Stein. He's either white-haired one, does yeah. fishing, yeah. goes fishing. That's right. He used to have a dog called Chalky. Yeah, dead. Okay. I fu- dead. Chalky died. Mm-hmm. Did he cook him? No, not that time. Okay. Um, it was actually really sad, Matt. That's there he is. That's his. Uh, Love Rick Stein. He's a very awkward presenter. Do you think? Yeah. I think um, he's I th- one of the most awkward people I've ever seen on TV. Oh, I know. I disagree. I think he's. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I don't like him ironically. Right. I love him. I think he's amazing, but I do think he's an awkward TV presenter. I like. I guess he's a bit awkward when he does a piece to camera, like. And do you know what? Not many people say this um, about their own cooking, but it's absolutely delicious. And he's been made to say it, and then he starts laughing. Well, the crew have bloody (laughs) mopped up all of the sauce with their bread. So that's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Right, he's never said that. Well, it's the sort of thing that you can imagine him saying. Yeah, I I, he's awkward when he does the bits to camera. He's awkward when he interviews anyone. He's awkward when uh, they do like a cutaway. He's awkward when they do a pre-rehearsed joke. Sure. Like he'll go, like, uh, hey Rick, where are you going this weekend? <laughs> uh, what's that one called? His, 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 long like, weekends. Long weekends. Yeah. Like Rick Stein's Long Weekends. Amazing show, right? Lisbon. <laughs> are you going to Lisbon, our friends? And it's, oh, it's great. I love, I love it. And but every week he's just kind of like, oh, he does some sort of like bad stand-up where um, he's kind of like got his suitcase and he's like going, oh, that's the thing. I've got my uh, room key, and oh, but the thing is the the the, the blasted things they, they they never normally work on the door. Uh, no, this one works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, that's again, fine. And yeah, the room looks nice. It looks nice. There's a bed and a desk. That's all you need, really. Now the view. Oh, a car park. Oh well, I guess you can't have everything. You go. How many takes did it take you to get that bit right? And his um, his um, uh, sounds like an odd show. <laughs> oh, it's a really good show. It's great. Yeah, and his uh, his relationship with the producer as He's well. He's just is died. Very... Oh no! Yeah, a, a couple of days ago. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. So he tweeted about it. Uh, d- really? Well, he has that relationship where they've kind of like they've obviously said something funny, yeah. and then they've gone, "Well, we'll do that in the show." Yeah. And then they re-rehearse. Those they're, they're, are the awkward bits. Yeah. I think they're super the, awkward. The, when he goes on a, he'll go on a rant, and then he'll go, "Well, I've lost my th- thread now," and uh, and you go, "Yeah, but it was all planned, you know." It was, I, I, but 
I just like him. He goes I to a city I... and gets furious for a while. Yeah. Goes What's he get furious about? Everything. Oh, he just gets... But it's like a He doesn't of... look like a furious man. He looks like quite a kindly... He's a very kindly man as well. Jack Don't D get me used wrong. to have a routine about him. Oh, really? Well, not a routine, but a joke. He goes, oh, because you... Oh, fucking Rick's time. He goes, because you go to Europe or France and you go there and you eat your bread and you drink the wine and you think, oh, it's nice. And you come back to England and you think, oh, and they're not doing that. And you think, why? And then... Because you're not in fucking France! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, that I, sums him up, actually. I... I, 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 I I, but not, not even I just love it I will watch him he's my f- I love obviously I did my own food show I yeah. love food shows watch them all um, big fan oh, yeah, that was you yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it was, but I love food shows. But, I love food shows. But I, but there's some people in food shows. There's some f- presenters that I cannot abide. Who? I don't want to say. Oh, go on. I go deep into I, my time. My spare time is spent watching Good Food Channel or the Food Network. Are you, yeah, me too. Are, uh, that's just what. That's the yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I, I can't watch comedy because I get it brings that awful stuff out of me. So okay, like yeah. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you uh, someone that cooks as well? Yeah, love cooking, love eating out. Of course it is. Love it's in your fucking cookie. name, mate. Cookie, cookie cooks. <laughs> it's in the cookie genes. monster. That could be our show. You've could got be. a name. Yeah, but you've got a name that you Did could you even... watch my show? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's great. Hmm. It's you going to a restaurant, eating food. Talking about the food. Yeah. Thanks, man. Who wouldn't want to I wish it? I... I'm going to watch Paul Dark. <laughs> <laughs> um... What are your what, what are your favourite TV shows with, with food ones, then, on the old good food? Um, got Rick Stein... Rick Stein is my absolute favourite. Uh, do you know who, who's really good? The new guy that does Man vs. Food. I don't really like Man vs. Food. Interesting. The new guy's really good. Casey Webb yeah. or something I like that? I think he's a good presenter. Yeah. And I think he's better, actually, than... Uh, maybe that's sacrilegious. I don't know. I think there's something a bit off with old uh, Alan Richmond. He's got that sort of faux kindness and enthusiasm but he also got this thing about him where I think he could turn on your well, he, an he, he hated he hated making it the first mm. series he looks like he's like brilliant I've got a TV show right. second series he is dead behind the eyes <laughs> and third series he's in a, on a green screen and he's like saying look at all these people doing these crazy challenges and yes. it's just like yeah because that's your right. stomach is like uh, I'm going to eat a steak that's bigger than a motorcycle seat and you go your stomach's not that big How, yeah. why are you going to eat that why is anyone serving that why it's just a disgusting show I think um, but why is anyone serving any of that? And uh, the better, the better challenge is not like the quantity challenges, but like when it's sort of like, oh, I'm going to eat this um, uh, sushi that's got um, progressively hotter, hot hot, hot, yeah. hotter, hotter and hotter, and then you go, yeah, I like that because it's kind of like, can you cope with that? I think those challenges are great. When it's a quantity challenge, you just like go. Oh, it's disgusting. Like, there are people that are starving in the world, mm. and you're basically... And also, this is just an example of something that that restaurant regularly does. And you go, that's, I don't think that's something I to be proud to of. I went to a restaurant where, like, a burger place with friends of mine from university, and they were doing... There was one of those, oh, if you can eat this steak, two pints of ice cream, and it's like the food's free. 
And I was like, and like oh, let's do it. And I was like, and no. And your day's ruined. Yeah, I was like, going, no, because we're going to be sat in here for like three hours. And they're like, oh, come on. And I was like, no, I just want a normal amount of food. Yeah. And they did it, and I was waiting around for them. And watching them eat it was like, it was both hilarious and I was disgusted. They and both it. of them, they yeah, both it. of them, during like this three hour thing where we sat in what, what's like a, a burger place, and it is like three hours of your life, and you're going, I can't believe we're still in here. And it's like, we, we got here for lunch, and it's like five now. And like during the thing, they both both had to get up and like go. I really need a shit now. And like so, almost like like, and you know that's where they've gone. And, and you can't like, talk about no. anything else. Yeah, but as well. you've eaten so much that it's coming out the other end. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like both of them had to be like had to like leave. <laughs> like they go like I need to go and and um, and then so like and then but they're like th- then it's like it's, there's no pleasure to it whatsoever. That's the thing about those food challenges is that you're not allowed to go to the toilet. No, because you could be sick. Yeah. And, you know, so basically they just go, no, you've got to sit here and do it. There's some of them so, have the technique, they stand up and they jump and try and, try and shake it down. Shake it through. Well, you could, <laughs> I suppose you could always <laughs> shit yourself, science? couldn't yeah. you? You could shit yourself. He's sick could, after one of them, isn't he, old Adam Richmond? can't remember which I one. I think it's, disgu- it's a horrible. It's, it's, and, but I tell you who I fucking love. Go on. It's not controversial, but. Um, I've grown to absolutely love him, um, Guy Fieri. Okay, from Dinosaur Drive-ins and Dives. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him. I don't I think he's that. a really brilliant presenter. Sorry, Con. Well, no, no. I I don't have a problem with him. I have a problem with the way that the show shot. In that, noth- no shot stays on the food on the f- for more than two seconds. Sure. Bam, 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 bam. It uh, gives me a headache. Yeah. No, I think, no, maybe. I think there is a problem with sort of food shows where you don't actually see the food at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, present company included. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um... You see I, the food in your one? There, there was, uh, there was a, the episode where I cook on the last the episode. The last one, yeah. And we didn't have a, sh- a clear shot of any of the food that I cooked. <laughs> and it was kind of like, oh, why did we... When we're in the edit, why haven't we got any footage of the last the episode? Food? Felt like a mm, felt different though. Felt more like a sort of almost sitcom type. It's a different director yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, we was a different it? director for that one. I think it's about food challenges. Did you ever see what was that? Um, Super Size Me. Mm-hmm. I really hated that film because it was about the idea that someone could eat a, a McDonald's every meal for, for a, a month, month. Was it? Yeah. And I remember the thing that annoyed me about him was. He has a Big Mac on day one and he's sick. And he just think, grow up, mate. It's no, he, day one. He has a double day quarter one. pounder with cheese and he's sick, he's sick out the uh, car window, yeah. isn't he? Onto the floor. But day one. <laughs> really? Day one. Come yeah. on. Of course, he, and at the end of it, it's like, yeah, it turns out it's quite unhealthy. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a film. It's just awful. Yeah, I hate he's it. He's Morgan Spurlock. He's a man that ran out of ideas while he was making his While he's making film. that film. <laughs> yeah. And but the idea like, that the first film, like this first, it's like you're, you're totally unsuited to this because it's like, you can't even have a Big Mac. Without being Why are you sick? doing this thing? Yeah. And also, nobody throws up after a big. No, mac. that's what I mean. So it's, it's not that like, much. What are you? What, I mean, you're going. Oh, McDonald's. It's disgusting, isn't it? And I'm going to go out of my way to show you how disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to. Eat, I'm going to be sick. Actually, yeah. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be exactly. Off, and it's that. It's that. Absolutely. It's like, fuck people off. People eat Big Macs you know all what, the time, mate? and they certainly aren't sick all the time. I, I love Big Macs. Fuck off. Prick off, mate. Yes. Prick off. If I tell you a good one to watch on iPlayer at the moment, they've put the whole of. Um, 
what's his face Keith Floyd's first series oh, oh yeah. yeah it's really well Rick really Stein good. started off as a sous chef yeah, yeah. for Rick uh, for Keith Floyd oh is it mm. and he's in one of the Keith Floyd episodes mm. as well yeah when he's really young yeah. um, one of the greatest bits of TV is um, I would say when the hairy bikers <laughs> go to America <coughs> and uh, they do an episode on soul food sure and they try and tackle uh, segregation. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely like some of the, one of the most. Hey, Kingy, I think it's really bad. Because <laughs> apparently you used to have to stand up on buses. It's like, oh, no. it's just awful. You go oh. like, um, we really like uh, the collard greens and the fried chicken. Tell us a little bit about segregation. <laughs> it's just like it's so. It's like you go no. Talk about the food. I talk about the food. The Don't try and tackle any of this. <laughs> you two. This is this is this is a, this is the worst hour of TV. So this is not you guys. You're not you're not equipped to deal with these subject matters. <laughs> Amazing. On your TV show, it's like really hard hitting. <laughs> it was absolutely. Kingy, have you heard of Rosa Parks? <laughs> Go on, unbelievable. Uh, I always think they're on because the verge of tears. She fought for her rights. <laughs> oh, Kingy, I don't know. There's something about all that that makes me sad inside. Do you want to hug me, old mucker? <laughs> I've, it, it's like they're in an abusive relationship. I think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> they always look like they've just finished like a, a, a therapy session, and then then the camera's gone right action, and they've just had to wipe the tears away. <laughs> if if they're in an abusive bread. relationship, who's abusing who? What's the big guy's abusing the little, little one. Oh okay. no, it's the other way around. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Do you think you watch that dynamic? The uh, the witchy looking one he's <laughs> he's the one that's controlling the big bear one absolutely really yeah that's interesting they clearly i i think i suspect that they weren't bikers no i think that they were hairy guys that were they don't even that hairy they got a beard so they got beards they um they worked in tv they were in a band right they, they, they've got a band they want to be they, I think they were set designers or something and then it was just like well, I think other oh, yeah I think that's right and they were like well you look like bikers and it's like okay we'll learn how to ride a bike do you know how to make beef bourguignon I do can you <laughs> <laughs> I find that show fascinating but the the one when they uh, go to like I can't remember where they go Tennessee or, or New Orleans or somewhere yeah. seek that out Nuremberg I watch that <laughs> I mean yeah <laughs> Today we're in Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kingy. <laughs> Do you want to hug me on Mucker? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but like Rick Stein, absolutely. I'll tell you who's amazing. Uh, also, uh, his Rick Stein's son. Oh, I haven't watched any of them. Oh, Jack. Is it Jack Stein? Yeah, yeah. He's great. His his show is brilliant. It, different vibe, though, isn't it? It's sli- slightly, but he's definitely his father's son. But also, um, uh, he's... Uh, I just think he's a great presenter. He's kind of like he—he he doesn't have the same awkwardness as Rick, but um, but he's definitely but but I, and and the awkwardness is not like I like I say it's not ironic. I absolutely love 
next time. I love it. I love, I love the awkwardness of the show, and but not like, oh, I'm enjoying this. It's just kind of like, I just think he's a, just a really good... It, it makes him feel like he's a genuine man. And all the food when I looks say, delicious. When I say he reminds me of my dad, it, 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 make, it makes me think that, you know, this is sort of thing my dad... If my dad had to make a food show, this is... It this would come is, out it like would, this. It would be like this. Right, yeah. You know, where um, he's not a natural presenter, but he loves food and he's passionate about it. Yeah. I think his son is, is like TV ready. That's what I want, though, because honestly, I'm not going to be able to cope when Rick Stein dies. Um, so, um, we've got to play... Game. No, yeah, but that's going to be the same with all of our heroes. I was thinking about when Sylvester Stallone dies. Oh yeah, in the week, and uh, and I always worry about when Alice Cooper is going to die. Um, right, we've got to go and play the game now. Okay, this yeah, is the but game. I know you're saying that the new, the guys are ready to come in, but they're not going to come in five minutes towards the end of our show. Sure, but like, uh, uh, but we're, it's still our show, right? So, uh, we, you know, there might be a point when we don't play the game. We don't have to play the game. We don't have to play the game. We don't have to play the game. I think we will play the game, but I'm just going to say that, you know, you can't just, like... Okay, this is going down. This is better or worse. You have to say whether the next person is better or worse than the person before. I just want to say <laughs> that, um, y you know, you told us that we had to talk about what he's passionate about. He said food shows. We talked about that for, what, 20 minutes? And now that's not... You're not happy with that either. I'm just saying. We're going to play the game. Sorry. Benicio Del Toro is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking. Yeah. But it's Emma Stone, better or worse than Benicio Del Toro? Uh, better. She is better. Is Christian Bale better or worse than Emma Stone? Worse. Worse. He is worse. Is Anne Hathaway better or worse than Christian Bale? Better. Oh. Better. Are you going through Batman? No. Okay. And is uh, Alec Baldwin better or worse than Anne Hathaway? Better. Yeah. Is Will Ferrell better or worse than Alec Baldwin? Worse. Better. I think he is better. I think he's better. Is Fine. Gina Davis better or worse than Will better, Ferrell? Better. I don't know. I don't really know who Gina Davis is. Oh, come on. Tell me, Louise. Go for Accidental one. tourist. Long kiss goodnight. Better or worse? Cutthroat Island. Better. Worse. The fly. Better. Better. I love Gina Davis. Uh, Josh Brolin better or worse than Gina Davis? Josh Brolin? Worse. Worse. Yeah, worse. Nicole Kidman better or worse than Josh Brolin? Better. Is Bernard Cribbins better or worse than Nicole Kidman? Better. Better. Better, yes. I think you got nine out of ten. Okay, I don't know what that was. Or... <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> we, we should probably finish now. Uh, we've got um, three minutes left, so we should probably go off the air three minutes early. And uh, everyone happy with that? So, uh, oh, um, I've got a phone call here. Oh, okay. I know him. Um... Hmm, interesting. Uh, I'm on live radio, I'm afraid. Uh, so, um, really not oh, Cookie, it was so good to have Thank you. you for I had so in. much okay. fun. I had so much fun. Um, it's been lovely, and uh, it's nice to talk about something other than films. We didn't talk about The Predator. We didn't. Um, Maybe next week. Uh, what a film. <laughs> I just think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, just, but, like, it's so, the to tonally, it's, it's, it's basically, it's tonally, it's like uh, The Last Jedi. Where you go, oh, have you not seen any of the other films? You've made a film. It's technically a film. It's technically not a bad film, but it's not a good Predator film. It's not a good Star Wars film. 
It's, you've made a film. Anyway, so uh, thank you for coming in. What, thank have you. You've got, you've got like, any shows coming up? Yeah, I'm uh, doing my show Carpet at the BAC on the 14th and 15th. That's the February. one I saw the f- yes, one of the first that's previews right, of. That's right, that's yeah, right. I supported you right from the beginning with that. Thank you. So um, <laughs> uh, we've got our final minute. We're, we're, we're going to play a song to leave. Uh, this is your song. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.